Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, July 9th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, it's the middle of the week. It's hump day. Um, I don't really have anything other than that. I'm a little too tired to come up with any other banter at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, um... Sorry. I, I sorry, use... not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been talking a lot about this Uma Thurman story. And um, it finds uh, she has found her Parisian woman co-star. She has. Yesterday, Deadline exclusively reported before it was confirmed in a press release that stage and screen star Josh Lucas would be returning to Broadway this fall to star opposite Uma Thurman in Bo Willimon's play The Parisian Woman. According to, Deb- to Deadline, Thurman plays a ruthless D.C. social operative Chloe, whose husband Tom, played by Lucas, is, quote, near the bottom of the shortlist of possible nominees for a judgeship. Chloe is determined to move Tom to the top of that list through the efforts of a powerful lobbyist who also happens to be her lover. Lucas made his Broadway debut in 2005 opposite Jessica Lang, Sarah Paulson, and Christian Slater in the revival of The Glass Menagerie that time. That was three revivals ago, uh, just in case you're scoring at home. Lucas played the gentleman caller Jim O'Connor, obviously. He has also been seen off-Broadway in Corpus Christi, Spalding Gray, Stories Left to Tell, and Fault Lines. James, I have a confession to make. Even though I know who Josh Lucas is, I know that he starred in Sweet Home Alabama, Glory Road, The Lincoln Lawyer, and opposite Deborah Messing in The Mysteries of Laura on TV, I still can never quite remember whether or not he is, in fact, Patrick Wilson. I just can't remember. I can't. I, I just can't do it. Well, remember that Patrick Wilson is from the Tampa area of Florida. Does that remind you? No, because I still can't remember which one's which. Like, you can tell me that. And I know <laughs> I know they are two separate people, but I can never remember who is who. Uh, well, uh, I guess maybe he'll have to make a big impression on us in this uh, show with uh, Uma. Okay. All right. Uma. Oprah. Uma. <laughs> Although it may be confusing because we have two new shows eyeing Broadway. Ugh. Just <laughs> ugh, James. This is a big old goop of a story here. Is it goop uh, or gloop? I don't goop. know. Anyway, goop. anyway, anyway. According to Page Six, on Sunday, Gwyneth Paltrow had a big old fancy shindig to celebrate the fact that the Go-Go's musical, Head Over Heels, which she is co-producing, is slowly inching its way towards Broadway. Apparently there is now a uh, a one-page sheet circulating around Broadway producers and, and theater owners to try to settle on a plan for the 2018-2019 season. James, you'll remember that Michael Mayer is set to direct the musical and Tom Kitt is serving as the music supervisor. However, unlike a lot of other jukebox musicals, this is not like Something, uh, let's say, in the line of Jersey Boys or Beautiful the Carol King musical. This is much more like All Shook Up, where they take some sort of existing story that has absolutely no connection to the music and then try to make a musical out of it. Originally, Avenue Q book writer Jeff Witte had been working on the script. This has kind of been his baby for a long time. But apparently, James, I, I've heard recently, but I haven't been able to confirm that he is not actually still involved with the show. Um, I think he's made some comments about that on social media, but I, I don't know if that is still uh, the case or not. Anyway, Gwyneth's mother, Blythe Danner, and her children, Apple and Moses, were at the party, as were her producing partner, Donovan Leach, who also happens to be her ex-boyfriend. Tom Kitten, Go-Go's guitarist Charlotte Caffey played and sang some Go-Go songs. 
uh, James, I'm struggling. I mean, I guess I don't know if I could have figured out how, you know, Shakespeare and Elvis worked together as they do in All Shook Up, which is currently playing down at the Muni in St. Louis, BT dubs. Um, but the Go-Go's musical Head Over Heels is based on a 15 is set in 1590 and based on a 16th century Philip Sidney translation of a 15th century poem called Arcadia, which has nothing to do with the Tom Topper Tom Tom Stoppard play of the same name. I tried to read up on what the poem was about, but it makes no sense and seems to bear no relation to the Go-Go's new wave music of the eighties. So I don't know if it's just the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow just seems so tedious to me, or if, um, there's something else not working, but this just seems like a complete ug fest, James. Like I love Tom Kitt, I love Jeff Whitty, I love Michael Mayer, I love the Go Go's. I just something about this to me seems ug. So nobody likes to see how the sausage is made, and from what you're describing here, what Gwyneth Paltrow is doing is having an investor party and. This is how Broadway shows get made on Upper East Side Apartments in Manhattan. And you have a few people come in and play a few songs and do a few things and say, hey, write me a check for 20000 Write me a check for 50000 type of thing. Write me a check for 10000 This is how Broadway shows get made. And, um, you know, I'm going to take apples and make lemonade and just say that this is uh, good for Gwyneth for supporting Broadway. Wait, was that a transition from Gwyneth Paltrow's child to Beyonce's hit single or concept album Lemonade? Is that what that was? You know, I now, can't be- put any some like it pop. I can't put it by you. <laughs> I, I'd take a Beyonce musical. I'd take that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm. I love that. Yep. Oof, could you imagine? All right, let's. Let's move on to the other musical that's eyeing Broadway. We're actually going to stick with the New York Post. The last story came from page six. This one comes from Michael Riedel's column. Um, And even though the Gwyneth Paltrow story had very little uh, actual facts going on, the Michael Riedel column has actually less. He wrote that in his column that reviews for the Douglas Carter Bean and Lewis Flynn new musical Hood, the Robin Hood musical adventure, have been so strong down at the Dallas Theater Center that maybe there might be some producers potentially thinking about finding out if there are tickets down to Dallas so they could potentially try to get tickets to see the show. Uh, Not a whole lot else more concrete than that, but he does say that the reviews have been good, so potentially it might find its way to Broadway. The score apparently has a modern folk vibe a la Mumford and Sons and Bean, who is also directing, has kind of gone the route of merging Julie Taymor and the Fiasco Theater Company, setting the show in a barn and employing a small employing a small cast, many playing multiple parts and then using found items in this garage as props and or puppets. Um, Sounds pretty interesting. I'm uh, I'm I'm down with that. The show features Nick Bailey as Robin Hood, Ashley Park as Marion and Alicia. Alicia Umphress as Meg. Uh, James, I have been on record for well over a month now, probably going on two or three at this point, that if Laura Benanti doesn't get Eliza Doolittle, I would like to see Ashley Park get the role. But if she doesn't get it, I think I'd be down with her coming to Broadway in this. I, I think Douglas Carter Bean is hilarious, uh, and Louis Flynn knows how to write a good song. So I, I think I think I'm up for this. I'm up for this more than the Go Go's. You know, weird Arcadia musical. (laughs) 
All right. So, uh, you know, I tell people, bring it on. Let's get it financed, book a theater, and let's have a party. Uh, If only it was that easy. (laughs) You know, Monday morning quarterbacking brought to you by James Marino. All right. uh, Next up in the news, Hamilton and off-center casting news. Yeah, yesterday the Hamilton National Tour officially announced that the principal cast that has been playing the San Francisco portion of the schedule will be continuing with the show when it moves down the left coast to the Hollywood Pantages Theater starting in the second week of August. Uh, Michael Luaya will continue as the title title character, as will Joshua Henry as Aaron Burr. Pit a, put a pin in that because that we want to talk about. Rory O'Malley will continue to play King George III, and Emily Reaver Lampman, Soleil Pfeiffer, and Amber Amon will play the Skylar sisters, Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy, respectively. We will have the complete cast list of the L.A. engagement in the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. But, James, what interests me um, about this tour stop slash sit-down production is the fact that it runs through December 30th, and there had been rumors or conjecture that Joshua Henry would not continue with the show for the L.A. portion uh, in order to prepare for his role as Billy Bigelow opposite Jesse Mueller in this spring's revival of Carousel. But it looks like he's at least on board uh, to open the show. A tweet from Lin-Manuel Miranda, which I don't think actually came from him because I think he's on vacation and someone else is running his social media for the time being, said that he will open it. So I don't know if he'll leave before the end of the run. But I am very happy about this because you mentioned something like it pop. My co-host Jennifer McHugh for that show has tickets to three different trips to see Hamilton in L.A. And uh, plus a VIP talk back with Tommy Kale, Andy Blank and Bueller and Alex Lackamore. And I have a feeling she'll find even more opportunities to get in to see the show no matter the cost. So um, I'm glad for everybody over uh, in L.A. and Hollywood to be able to see Joshua Henry because he is fantastic. And then everybody in New York will get to see him sometime in this spring. Uh, in the Rodgers and Hammerstein classic. You know what I don't like about this? Uh, that you don't live in L.A.? Uh, no, I've lived in L.A. I, <laughs> I'm very happy not living in L.A. <laughs> what I don't like about this is that Joshua Henry belongs to us. <laughs> and he's going to go out there and somebody's going to say, hey, Hamilton, I'm going to go see this really hip show. And they're going to see Joshua Henry and they're going to build some sort of film or television show around him. And we're going to friggin lose him. Mm-hmm. That's what I got to say about that. He's, he's pretty talented. I, I think he he's probably easy oh, on the eyes. And dude's got muscles like dude's huge. Like he could be a superhero of some sort. A superhero of some sort. Interesting. All right. So, uh, Encores announces bubbly black girl sheds a chameleon skin and really rosy casts. Yeah, yesterday the uh, complete cast for both of the upcoming Encores Off Center productions were released. Um, but the bubbly black girl sheds her chameleon skin will run for just two days on July 26th and 27th. And Really Rosie, which we mentioned beautiful earlier, earlier features music by Carol King and Morris Sendak. That'll run from August 2nd through the 5th. I know you guys talked on this week on Broadway about how good Assassins was and that if people missed it, they need to get tickets for both of these because these also had the opportunity to be fantastic. Um, Joining previously announced Tony winner Nikki M. James uh, in the role of Vivica and the bubbly black girl will be Penelope Armstead-Williams, Tanya Burrow, Caitlin Davidson, Josh Davis, Urel Ekazarita, uh, Lauren E.J. Hamilton, Corey Jackson, Kingsley Legs, Jonathan Michael, Kanita R. Miller, 
Julius Thomas III, Shelley Thomas, and Alex Wong. And in uh, uh, the the really rosy show, it, it's interesting. They've already announced um, that Taylor Caldwell, who is in Runaways and School of Rock, will be playing the title character. She'll also be joined by another member of last year's Off Center's Runaways cast. That is Kenneth Cabrillo, uh, Swamia Bahita, Ayodole uh, Castile. I, I got nothing on a lot of these. Zell, <laughs> Zell Steel Moro from Fun Home will be on there. Uh, Eduardo Hernandez, one of the kids from On Your Feet. Charlie Pollock, Ruth Riggi, and Anthony Rosenthal, and Nicole Wildey, uh, amongst others, will be in this Lee Silverman-directed cast. So, uh, James, obviously off-center is its own special thing, but off of the strength of Assassins, I think this is, these, are, these are two things that people are going to want to get tickets to, um, even if there aren't as big of names in this as were in Assassins earlier this summer. No kidding. This is going to be, uh, you know, off-center is making their mark here. People are going to start subscribing en masse to off-center because these are – this has been a, the second summer of a really good off-center. Yeah, and, and I think, James um, – you know, they're starting to get to the point now where um, I don't think they've had a Broadway transfer from off center yet, but they're getting to the point now where you're going to start seeing, I think you're going to start seeing some of these things transfer to have longer lives, like we've seen so often with the regular Encore series, uh, because they're just getting too many good people with too many interesting shows uh, together to not have eventually some enterprising producer decide, you know what? I think there's a, there's an opportunity here. So I don't know if it'll be for one of the shows this season, but I'm, I'm fairly positive that it won't be long until one of these shows finds a Broadway or a commercial off-Broadway run. They're going to be on the Broadway. <laughs> All right. So uh, next up, Harvard Theater School to close for three years. Yeah, James, this is a story that's been bubbling up over the last few days. Um, despite the fact that Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, American Repertory Theater has become honestly one of, if not the most important regional theater companies in the country, regularly developing shows that quickly transfer to Broadway, including Pippin, The Gershwin's Porgy and Bess, Finding Neverland and Waitress. Apparently, they're seem to be some significant issues with the theater's graduate-level training program called the ART Institute. According to the Boston Globe, the school has decided to suspend admissions for three years in order to, quote, work on a strategic plan. The move is the latest setback for the troubled school, which in January suspended admissions for the coming academic year after receiving a failing grade from the U.S. Department of Education for saddling students with onerous levels of debt. In May, the Theater Institute dropped off the Hollywood Reporter's annual list of the 25 best drama schools for an acting degree. And in June, Scott Ziegler, the Institute's longtime director, announced that he was leaving after more than 20 years to become the dean of the School of Drama at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. Over the past six months, the ART has labored to resolve the Institute's problems, engaging its board of trustees, consulting with Harvard administrators, and exploring the option of partnerships with other Boston-area universities. However... With no good solution in sight, ART's leadership decided to close the school temporarily to develop a plan. Apparently, the school's three full-time instructors will remain on staff to help guide the restructuring, but all adjunct instructors have been told that there will be no work for them following this upcoming academic year. James, I know in the circles that you travel in, both physically and social medially, um, this has become a story that has caused a lot of people some some significant consternation. 
Yeah, I mean, there was, uh, of course, a lot of confusion about the differences between the ART school and ART itself. And uh, so I think that that, that confusion alone uh, sparked a lot of, uh, a lot of concern. Uh, and, you know, we have to see how this is going to shake out and what, what kind of solution they're going to come up with, with it here. I mean, uh, you know, you've, you've outlined it great here for everybody to understand, um, ART is really critical, and they're going to keep moving forward. It's just that the training program that ART offers is kind of taking a sabbatical. So uh, let's hope for the best for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at BWW Matt, and subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayVideo.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us, and Matt and I will be back to talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.